Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is the Don't Punt Hour with former Nebraska receiver. Throwing over the middle, completes the pass. He's got speed to the end zone. Touchdown. 45 yards. And return specialist. This time he beats the kicker in one more. DeMornay Pearson out. Only does the sideline have confidence in Pearson out, but Pearson has confidence in Pearson On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome into Ticket Weeknights. I am Harrison Norris on the ones and twos back here at the 10 at 40 Ticket Studios. Again, if you guys want to join the show, feel free to do so. Start a Heyman text line 402-464-5685. Uh, no DeMorne Pierce now quite yet, but we should be able to get a hold of him pretty quick here, and he will hop on the stream as always. And me and DeMorne, plenty of things to talk about. Obviously, the Super Bowl, there was the parade today. I'm not going to dive too much about some of the more unfortunate stories. Obviously, thoughts and prayers to those families, everyone infected uh, with those shootings that happened with that parade. But I do want to dive into some of the details about the game, um, obviously. But that said, no, we'll kind of leave it there. But of course, thoughts and prayers. And anyone out there, just take a moment, reflect on it, uh, and go ahead and give it up to KC for anyone who was affected by that. But with that being said, while we wait for DeMarnie Pierce now, I'll go ahead and just kind of open up the show and my thoughts on the Super Bowl. It once again um, should just be a scary feeling if you're not a Chiefs fan, because I think a lot of people could go into this year and consider this is what it looks. This is what a down year looks like for the Kansas City Chiefs and a down year for the Kansas City Chiefs is a Super Bowl. You think two years back and they trade away arguably one of the best wide receivers we've seen in decades in Tyreek Hill. And he goes elsewhere. He's a dominant player over on the Dolphins. There's no question about it. What the Chiefs could have done with Tyreek Hill um, definitely would have been a big part. But they're able to, two years ago, move on from Tyreek Hill and not sweat it. it. It's one of those moves that you would think you have such a dynamic player in Tyreek Hill, a guy that is a complete game breaker that we're seeing what he can be on that Miami Dolphins team. Chiefs willing to move on on what could have been a moment people could reflect on and really look critically at the Chiefs for doing so. Instead, the Chiefs go back and get a couple Super Bowls out of it. So this all just speaks to what Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have done. Travis Kelsey, obviously throw him in the mix. Pacheco um, and obviously Chris Jones on the defense. You'd give him some credit. But as a whole, when you're looking at that whole roster for the Kansas City Chiefs, it just speaks to how impressive Patrick Mahomes has been because he hasn't been, you know, with these eye-catching numbers. You look at the last game, again, Patrick Mahomes, he didn't play a bad game, but if we just quick go to his player stats here um, for the Kansas City Chief, Patrick Mahomes, 34 for 46, 333 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. That interception um, at one point in time felt like it was going to be extremely costly, but nonetheless, they find a way to pull through anyways. But again, wasn't the most electric performance. You like the completion rating. Um, but again, he was just playing a safe, composed game. You felt like in the first half, you heard Romo mention it. He was kind of rushing a little bit. Um, in that second half, you just see it. When that guy has time 
on the clock and you fail to execute and get seven, he's going to go and find a way to go ahead and end that game. With that being said, though, it looks like we do got DeMorne Pearsonell in the stream. So DeMorne, we'll bring him in here. Uh, DeMorne, I was talking about the Super Bowl, of course, but nonetheless, how's it going, man? I hate the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, let me ask you this. Could you see it coming? Especially at the end there. It, it was soon as the Chiefs got the ball, um, and I, I want to spend more time on that, but as soon as the Chiefs got the ball in overtime and they needed a touchdown, I could have told you right then and there it's over. I wouldn't necessarily say, like, did you see it coming? Because, I mean, the, the, the right guard had a missed assignment, had a blown assignment. Yeah. If, if he does, even if he gets, you know, bull rush and falls flat, I think, you know, the quarterback still either hits Jawan or Ayuk, who made the do who made their best corner fall for a wide open touchdown. Yeah. Um, so is that really, you know, Brock's fault? No. Like he did enough to win, you know, it was just a missed assignment by an offensive lineman that caused, you know, Purdy to kind of get things out of there. Yeah, he had to he just had didn't quite have that footing behind it. It looked exactly what happened to Josh Allen. And their game versus the Chiefs. He gets a break at that line. He can't get his foot underneath him. He can't launch off of it and he short arms it. Um, and that's the touchdown they needed. It's just, it, it seems to be, I don't want to say it's luck, although obviously luck plays a little bit of part of it. Um, but anytime you're dealing with the Kansas City Chiefs and you, and you do have to give their defense a lot of credit, it was pretty obvious. They're just going to blitz and blitz and blitz. They weren't going to change it up at all. And it was up to you to figure out where the pressure is coming from. And I was surprised by the 49ers' ability to really pick up that blitz. I mean, you 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 know, you got one job. You give a team, you know, three weeks to analyze and figure out or get an understanding of, you know, where it's going to be coming from or potentially yeah. and everything like that. So, um, you know, I expected him to do a well job with uh, handling stuff. Um, it, it, it just sucks because, I mean, the 49ers were rolling. Um, it sucks that Greenlaw got 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 hurt and went out. I don't know if that you know is a is a big piece of it. I think uh, it, I think that moves. He was playing so well, and as soon as he went out, they were they were targeting the backup. That's when Travis goes. Which, really which is funny because I know Orrin. Like I played against him in high school, so like I know him very well. He's a versatile athlete. Now he may be not Greenlaw, but like he's not you know he's he's not terrible. I that's the thing. I just think. That's tough shoes to fill. It's a Super Bowl sure. big moment. Everyone's expecting to have Greenlaw. Um, it's just a tough situation for him to be to be put in. And they obviously went and attacked him. Yeah, you know, fresh legs in there. He's got he's got a tough assignment. Obviously, you understand what the Chiefs are going to do with Kelsey. Exactly. Trying to play coverage, trying to play man. He didn't play terrible, but it was clear that's who they were gonna pick on. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you know, you they 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 got enough breathing room and uh you know the 49ers just didn't I'm not saying that they didn't keep the gas on the pedal because I believe they did you know just their just their second half adjustments I don't think uh panned out kind of like how they needed them to you know McCaffrey didn't have a too much of a strong second half uh no. which, which which hurt them uh you know you can put it on Purdy you can put it on the defense and everything like that um that team looked completely different in the second half um and so whatever they were doing um you know i don't know if they didn't get you know mccaffrey involved enough on the outside 
giving him the ball, like, you know, in space and having him, like, you know, carve up the game like that. Uh, but he he wasn't – his presence wasn't as felt as it was in the first half. Yeah, he had a – like you said, he had a decent amount of carries. He didn't really take off for a decent chunk run until mm-hmm. later in the game. I think it was about that third quarter before he really saw him get there. But, yeah, only uh, 22 carries, decent amount, but only 80 yards, 3.6 average. It did feel a little bit Ravens-esque where I did rewatch that game again yesterday. And there was quite a few moments where I'm like, man, the 49ers can really put this thing away if they stick to running the ball. And it's just like the Ravens, they didn't do it. I thought, like you said, Christian McCaffrey wasn't the best game, but if you're getting 3.6 yards per carry, you'll take it. That's fine. Eat, 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 eat the clock up, you know, keep Mahomes on the sideline. Like mm-hmm. as 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 long as you can, you know, honestly, you know, I, I and I think, you know, even when Brady was playing <laughs> And in his earlier years, you know, Brady didn't leave enough time for him to even do too much. Like that, that, that has to be the goal to, okay, well, if you kind of got to beat him, you got to figure out about, you know, not getting him on the field. So, you Mm -hmm. know, make your four minute, you know, offense, you know, stall, you know, you know, hike the ball when it's, you know, three seconds left or two seconds left, you know, uh, on the clock and everything. I mean, you got, you know, the offensive MVP, behind you you know you got kittle and this and that so you know you you make it an ugly game that's fine and uh you know it just kind of they just you know ran out of steam per se um and I, I wasn't mad at them you know getting the ball uh first you know um they they, mo- they were moving the ball they, they did things like i said you know one missed assignment by offensive lineman and that game might go to double overtime and i don't know if the chiefs had that in them i do know that I do want to talk about overtime, but I do want to talk about what you're saying because I think you're right. You just can't give Mahomes the ball. Mahomes, Andy Reid, and company, they have proven to be deadly. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen this stat popping around. If you haven't, you got anything else you want to share? 402-464-5685. But when it comes to those do-or-die drives, those drives where um, so if the team has the offense and they need to score to at least tie it or win the game. So they're down. They need three points or seven to tie or win it. Patrick Mahomes is seven for seven in those situations to go ahead and get the points to push into OT or just straight up win the game. Tom Brady, five for 11. Drew Brees, three for six. So Mahomes. I I have a, so does that include the time where the Bengals did beat them? For, for the Joe Burrow Bengals? No, because I think with the time left, I think the the Bengals actually got the ball back last, right? Because then the Bengals get a shot with the ball. It wasn't the Chiefs got the last drive. The Bengals actually got some time with the clock left. The, but the, we can go back and look, but I want to say the Bengals actually got the last one. The Chiefs didn't get that last possession okay. uh, going back to that Bengals. Now it's kind of that Joe Burrow moment where everyone's like, oh, I think Joe Burrow just matched Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and talk about that overtime. Because first things first, I I do disagree with you. I think I think that's insane. I, I get I shouldn't say insane. I get the mindset. Their defense is looking tired, and you want to take advantage of that defense because they were they're on their hands and knees. You could tell they're not as deep. Your defense also looking a little bit worn out. We'll give our defense some time to rest. But at the same time, it felt like they're looking too far ahead because in his press conference, he's his argument is. If we score, I'm expecting Mahomes to already score. That gives us the third and final possession. I don't even like that. I think you go ahead, you play defense, and then if they score, 
you already know I got four downs to play with. You're, you're not guessing. You're not taking anything. Who was, a, who, was on, exactly who was on? Who was on? Who was on? Who was on defensive last that last before it went to overtime? Was the Chiefs on? The the, the 49ers was on defense. Correct. Uh, no, because they they Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he got it. So 49ers were on defense. So they got the field goal to push it to OT. I understand the logic of that to give your defense a break. That way, you know, the defense that you like, you know, if if they put, you know, Mahomes on offense first against a tired defense, well, and if they go score, well, their defense has a longer break. They caught their breath. Now all we got to do is is sell out for four plays and, and it's over. So I get them trying to take advantage of the defense. Like I'm not I'm not mad at that decision. Uh, I, 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 I like it. Um, when, when looking at that, um, you know, it's just that when the, when the chiefs got the ball back last, it looked like they're arguably their probably best drive of the whole entire game. Yeah. They were going fast. They were moving. It didn't matter. Right side, left side, check down. If you got to them, if you made them like that, they moved the ball way too quick way too quickly down the field and it's, it like it 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 it, it bothered uh the, the the last the last drive be uh going into ot and the first and and their final drive in ot um so i'm not i'm not i'm not mad at, at his logic of it you know you gave your you gave your defense you know a chance with okay they might come with this you can coach them up a little bit they got you know more rest and everything like that uh and you know you, you put your best foot forward um, like I said, other than, you know, a, a missed assignment by the offensive guard, I mean, it's two touchdowns and we go to second overtime and we don't know who wins. Yeah, I, you can argue both ways. I'm still going to stick to I just think I think if you go ahead and you defend, you take less chance, you know exactly what you need. You leave the you leave the possibilities kind of out of it. You know exactly what you need um, on offense. You get that fourth down. You don't have to play the guessing game. Should I take the field goal? Should I go for the touchdown? You can kind of like what you see Dan Campbell do because he never never wants to punt the ball. He uses his fourth down all the time, and it can be really advantageous when you're planning on that fourth down. So there's rhyme and reason, but I do think that was the example. I don't think anyone's going to call him an idiot for it, but no. I think if this happens again, now people are like, we saw the example. You should always take the ball. Or excuse me, you should always yeah, play always defense, defense first. first. Yeah. I'm going to be very surprised to see that flip anywhere else. Um, I was surprised to hear some of the 49ers players saying they weren't familiar with the rules. I don't, the believe, that. Rules. I don't, I don't believe that. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, there's not one guy because there's no way all those guys didn't know the rules. They literally say it before the overtime starts. They changed the playoff rules last year. <laughs> yeah. So you're telling me in the most important part of the game, your um you know your operation the coach didn't hint at anything never talked about it i i'm 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 not i'm not i'm not believing that excuse because they, they they go over those rules and everything like that mm -hmm. even in in and even after that once you know overtime is stated and everything like that the rules are reiterated on the sideline you, yeah. you'll hear certain things and everything like that so you may not be familiar with it but you've you've heard it a few times before you got to before before uh overtime happened so I, I'm not I'm not buying that. Um, you know, it's a part of the game to, you know, plan for stuff like that. And you're telling me you're going into the most important game uh, of the season and you're you don't know something. I don't believe that.
Yeah, I'm actually with you. I'm going to guess it's just bad journalism. I'm like, you can't tell me a team of NFL players in the Super Bowl didn't know what the rules were when the ref literally said them before you flipped the coin. I was now, like, maybe now, you an offhand comment. Sure, I can take that. But to now, say the team, like, let's let's get real here. He's <laughs> a, no it's, it's an offensive head coach. Yeah. They are very strict and they know about things like that. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying that whatsoever. Now, did a may a journalist, you know, caught a frustrated uh, you know, player and asked them the same mm-hmm. question in different ways to try and pull out and say something to get a title? Probably so. That's what I think. So I I'm not, I'm not, and I mean he didn't he didn't state who said it. Mm-hmm. So you you know I I'm not I'm not believing that you know by any chance at all. Uh, like I said, I mean it was an unfortunate thing that they knew what it was. Um, it was a good game. I, you know what? We can't say that it was a great game, and I do want to get to a couple on this context here because I will say uh, that first half, a lot of people were calling it a bit of a snoozer. I didn't think it was a bit of a snoozer. I was really entertained by the defenses going at it. I was impressed, especially watching the way both of those offense have been playing up until that point to see them come at an absolute standstill. Um, and those defenses kind of matching each other was really impressive. And then we talked about it. It did feel like the 49ers. I'm not going to blame it on injuries, but my Lord, the green law going out wide receivers, the fact that Jennings at one point, I mean, if you think about it, I think if the 49ers go ahead and win this game, Jennings might've been the Super Bowl MVP, which would have been insane. 120 to one odds. Uh, what about, Who's, who would you throw in there other than Jennings? If the 49ers win it, it's going to be Jennings or, or special teams. I would it say Purdy. Yeah, maybe Purdy. Let me look. Let me, let's look at Brock Purdy's stats here. 23 for 38. Two, if Jennings gets a touchdown. If, he, if, 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 if Purdy throws a touchdown, one of those touchdowns, and, and they stopped him and everything like that, mm-hmm. why, why would it not go to him? I think if Jennings gets the second touchdown, it'd probably be Brock Purdy. Uh, but it, I'll be honest, it felt like the Jennings game because he, he was doing, it's not the guy that you would expect. And it's the same thing for the Kansas City Chiefs, honestly. Um, you were seeing just a little bit of, I guess some people had Rice in there, but it was Pacheco. Um, and then Travis Kelsey, he had a big game, but it really wasn't towards the end. It was actually Hardman Jr. that kind of got him through the first half, along with Watson as well with three, three receptions. It was kind of the role player's game. Uh, before we go to break here, I do want to get to a couple of these. We got Hayden says, is DPE living back in Lincoln? Glad to hear him on the radio. Shout out to Hayden. Not in Lincoln, but he is always streaming in. Nonetheless, for the show on 93.7, the ticket, don't punt hour. And then we got unknown texter. Let's not pretend the NFL doesn't want another dynasty. It sells jerseys and it's great for PR. 80s Bears, 90s 49ers, Cowboys 2000s, New England 2010s. New New England now the Chiefs. It's not a coincidence, but people congrats to the champs. People got to stop with that. Like you know what I think it is. I think it's Patrick Mahomes is just an incredible quarterback. Like y'all got to say they want that. Like you got to. So you telling me fifty three of their players are okay with getting to that point and losing like that? Like yeah, that's fine. We're okay with that. Who likes losing? Who agrees to losing? Come on now, like that's like mm-hmm. like stop that. Come on, like let, let, let's keep it real. Yeah, I think you just have Patrick Mahomes, and he's just proven it over and over again. It's ridiculous. It's hard I to get against him. I have to have this argument myself. I the, the fact that we talk, I get it. It's a regular season award, 
but I was big on it. Lamar is the MVP. I was putting my fist on the table for it. We get to the playoffs. It's Mahomes. There's no question that if you want to win a Super Bowl right now, it's probably Mahomes you want at the helm for his ability to just control the game, his ability to be in clutch drives and just finish it. Um, and even those plays, we talk about with Brock Purdy, how it's not necessarily his fault, but it did feel like there's a few times last night where he's young, so I get it, but he could have called his number. You know, he didn't really take off and scramble to pick up 15 yards to just try to get that first down like you're seeing Mahomes. Um, but again, it wasn't a bad game, but there were some times where he just wasn't at that level yet like Mahomes is, where Mahomes would just call his own number either on a run or an audible. He sees something he likes. Where Brock Purdy's still kind of in that phase where it feels like I'm going to trust the coach on this one. We'll take a timeout. He's in year two. Exactly. In year two, he got to the Super Bowl. Regardless, he game manager, game changer, whatever the the team like, he does what he's supposed to. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL. You can be mad at how he gets the job done, but at the end of the day, he's getting the job done. Whether Mm -hmm. you like the way how he's doing it or he's not, or or you don't like the way he's doing it. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing, and that's being a number one quarterback for an organization and taking them places where you know they weren't at before. He's going to be scary. He, I will say this: he's going to be really scary the more comfortable he gets. Because I, I will again say, yesterday played a good game. I didn't think he played a bad game at all. He didn't play just, bad. He, he, he played well enough to win. Yeah, hundred percent. They played well, well enough to win. He needed one more big play. I will say this: he didn't play well enough because you're going against Mahomes. You're you're gonna have to pull a rabbit out of your, you know what, somewhere. And he just didn't quite have that. He did have that nice throw to George Kittle to get that first down. And what was a really ballsy going for it on fourth down play? Um, incredible throw on what was overall a really quiet night for Kittle. I thought that was a good play from Brock Purdy. Um, but he just needed one big play in there to kind of try to steer things away from overtime, which is a lot to ask. But I'll tell you this, um, when that guy gets comfortable and he is just more on the fly reading defenses and the coaching staff's got complete trust and that communication is almost telepathic, that's going to be a scary guy if he stays healthy. And I think that's pretty well proven at this point. Uh, one more from Unknown Texter, and then we'll get out of here for our first break. 7809, a good amount of Purdy's incompletions were great throwaways. Again, adding that to who would have won the MVP if the 49ers would have went and won it. Uh, probably be Brock Purdy. It could have been Christian McCaffrey. Maybe if he gets for one more touchdown or maybe Jennings if he has another big reception to go ahead and win the game. That'd be the only way I'd see it. But nonetheless, we'll go ahead, throw it to our first break here on the Don't Punt Hour. I'm Harrison Arns on the ones and twos. We got the host as always, DeMornay Pearson, all streaming in. Don't go anywhere. We got a couple more segments on the other side. This is the Don't Punt Hour on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here is your host, DeMornay Pearson out. All right, welcome back into the Dump Hunt Tower. I am Harrison Arns on the Ones Dues back here at the 1040 Ticket Studios. And again, you guys have been great so far. If you want to join the show, 402-464-5685. That is that Sarder Heyman text line. Streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Allo Channel 961. If you want to put a face to the voice, great way to do so. Uh, but nonetheless, let's keep the conversation rolling. First time, our chance anyways, to talk about Super Bowl Sunday. The 49ers fall to the Kansas City Chiefs 25-22. Uh, and what was a great overtime game, but there's still a few storylines in that one that we have to get to. Um, Travis Kelsey, when he came up to Andy Reid 
I think it caught a lot of people up by surprise. Um, I thought Andy Reid handled it pretty well. He didn't make a big deal out of it, kind of kept on his shape. But I've never seen anything like that. Um, and just what are your thoughts on it? Was that quite a bit of overreaction? Or do you think people on the outside are freaking out a little bit too much? No, it wasn't an overreaction. Um, that's unacceptable. I mean, you know, he's yeah. came out, he's, he's came out and, and said it. Uh, it's different if, you know, you bumping somebody playfully and whatnot in that type of situation. I understand, you know, you're mad. I understand you're frustrated, um, you know, about how the game's going and everything like that. But at the end of the day, you're a professional. You got to keep your composure and understand, you know, the hierarchy of stuff. Um, you know, that that's, that's not cool to do. And um, it, it be, I, I would feel completely different about it if he came out and, you know, was, you know, running from it. and not, But he, he came out and said, you know, he was mm-hmm. in the wrong. So, I mean, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. But that that's it is completely unacceptable. Um, if it was Antonio Brown, oh, my God. It, it would be, <laughs> if, if somebody else, like, you know, did that or anything like that, like, it would be blown completely out of, uh, you know, the water and whatnot. So, I mean, I don't. I think how they handling it is it is exactly you know how they should. They're not you know doing too much or anything like that. Like that's not cool at all. Yeah, and I think you're right. He he got ahead of it, which was yeah. very smart of him because you got to. Yeah. I mean, the Taylor Swift thing. Enough people didn't like the guy already um, for things political or dating wise. Whether it's right or wrong, he definitely had a haters group behind it. So for him to get in front of it, of course, Andy Reid being the veteran he is. Um, and good, you know what, Andy Reid, that's one of those few times being 300 plus pounds, that guy wasn't moving. It would have been a lot worse if that go would have uh, felt he, he moved a little bit now. If he would have knocked him over, it'd have been it'd have it been it'd been something serious. Uh but if that's Shanahan, he, he's he, over. He's hitting the he, deck, that's a bigger story. I don't know. Shanahan Shanahan might Shanahan might have grabbed his face mask and head butted him back or something. I feel like <laughs> Shanahan's one of those type of guys, he's just kind of psycho like that. Yeah, I know D'Amico Ryan's wouldn't be having any of it. That'd be an interesting encounter. Or Dan Campbell, if you try pulling that on Dan Campbell, good luck. That's going to be an immediate. He's not uh, playing the rest of the game. Yeah. He's going to make an example. You're like, Dan Campbell might be the closest thing to like Thor or Hulk or something. Like he's not. He's not playing. He's not. He's not. He's not playing like that. No, nobody wouldn't do that. Yeah, and he's that tight end too. So he, you know, he's got that in him. But I do want to ask. Since we're kind of on this conversation, and I do want to talk to you about another quote-unquote dynasty. It's been debated whether this team's a dynasty or not, but the Kansas City Chiefs, is this team a full-on dynasty now? Because that is a different definition for about everyone out there who's described a dynasty. Some people say it's 10 years and at least winning five rings. Some people will be three year, three rings in a five-year span. What to you is a dynasty? And are this Kansas City Chiefs squad, are they encroaching on what you would consider a dynasty? Because I think of obviously... Tom Brady, that was the last dynasty we were in. How many, how many, how many Super Bowls did, did Tom Brady win in a row? Uh, in a row, he's got at least never got the three P, right? Just no, two in a row, Max. Let me let me just go year by year. I would say three in a span of five years, yeah. Three in a span of five years. So, so Brady's we, had two dynasties, 02, 04, 05. He's won 15, 17, 19, and 21. He's got all those years as well. So, you, again, six years, uh, but four in six. So, Tom Brady alone. If, if, they, if, they, if, if they're giving the Warriors 
a, a dynasty claim after you know what they did or whatnot, then yeah, for sure. See, that's where I ask. I don't know if the Warriors really count as a dynasty. Why? It, it's to me a dynasty. You got to be close to past five years. Like even the Tom Brady, that's six, but that is total nine rings that he's gathered, and since starting with O two. And his last one had been 21. And he picks up three early, has a little bit of four-year hiatus, and then picks up four more in a span of six years. I would say, because everybody's going to try and make it to where it is not, mm-hmm. um, it's not easy to do what he's done. And he's he's done it relatively close. Um, in a short, in, not necessarily in a in a short period of time, but in a recent in a, in a in a recent period of time, um, people I think are just mad at the situation and don't want to give it to him just because he's becoming the villain now of the the NFL. But I mean, a spade is a spade. I think it is. Um, whether you want to flip it or look at it one way or the other, uh, like you you can't deny it. Okay, so let's 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 break this down. Let's I, I'm get what you're saying here, but let's let's go ahead and do a deep dive and get the real numbers on this Warriors team. So 14-15 season, that is the first year they actually break into it and become an NBA champion. Uh 2012-13 season, that's when they're finally getting into that Western Conference semifinals. But 14-15 season, they're NBA champions. Next year they lose. This is kind of the Cavs Warriors area. So 16 season, they lose. They win it in 17. They win it in 18. So that's three in four years. That yeah. is, to me, it's just such a small window. To me, a dynasty has got to be three in four years is a is a chapter. To me, not a not a dynasty. So okay, where where, where they where were they at that la- that last year? So then they lost. So 18, 19, they lose. 19, 20, they don't even make it to the playoffs. 2021, they lose in the Western Conference playoffs, and they don't get back till that 21. 22 season so they take a three-year hiatus to get ring number four so they got once they got four rings in a nine-year span so who are your true dynasties in either in either league jordan i think jordan's kids 95 96 97 uh and all he has he has two three-peats so i mean yeah he's gonna be a dynasty to me dynasties are rare like it's not a thing where we can just point out like even though the Warriors had a good run because it's so short lived, it does, to me it doesn't feel like a dynasty. I, I'm I'm thinking three in a row, yes. Three in a row just qualifies you as a dynasty. That's what I that's what I, that's what I would say. Okay. But three in five years is like I like I, I can see that's a fair argument. Uh, originally, what my personal opinion is, three in a row is a dynasty. Period. There's not there's not many you know organizations that can say you know that they they had. Three in a row. I think the Lakers won it with Shaq and Kobe. I think I think they got three in a row, didn't they? If I'm not Shaq mistaken. and Kobe? I think so. Yeah. Ooh, one, two, three in a row. Shaq and Kobe. They, I don't know if it's in the row. Let's double check it. Uh, Shaq and Kobe. I mean, we do have some texters saying Shaq and Kobe. Is that a dynasty? The San Antonio Spurs. Is that a dynasty? Um, with Tim Duncan and the Spurs, I think so. Yes, that, that's to me is a dynasty. I'd have to go back and do the years, how long that lasted. But those guys were absolutely dominant forever. And even if they weren't winning a ring every year, to me, it's not how many you win. It's important. But are you one of those top teams every single year where if you're not winning it, someone had to go through you to, to, to get that ring? 
And I, those are arguments I can kind of understand. Um, but you know what? This is this is well, good. What, what you just saying that then with, with you know having to go through you? I mean, the, in the last past five years, it, it's had to go through the Chiefs. Yeah, the, that's but <sighs> Joe Burrow. He went through the Chiefs, but they didn't even win the Super Bowl. It was another team that won the Super Bowl. So the but like the, oh, that the Bengals, discredits it. That, that that discredits it. No, but it doesn't to me. It makes me feel like give me. The Chiefs are right there at this definition. And that's why I'm asking it. Because four out of the last five Super Bowls, you're coming away with more Super Bowls than you are walking away from them. Maybe five is that breaking point. Three in a row feels like it's just a really good team in a short time period. But a dynasty feels like it's got to be a 10-year period where you're dominant and you're at least walking away with three to four championships. So I'll, we'll do. We'll throw the break here. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna get some of these texters. Shaq and Kobe. Uh, we'll look at Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili. Well, we gotta wait, we gotta wait five more there. years to see if he. To, to, we gotta wait five more years to say it's a dynasty. Well, I mean, if he wins, if he wins next year as well, and he's already got five rings, at, at some point, you just gotta. Well, is dynasty time or is dynasty rings? It's a combination of the both. It has to equal out. I feel like. Let me think about this. I got my head spinning now as I'm trying to break down the own <laughs> definition. 402-464-5685. You guys tell me, what is the definition of a dynasty? Is it rings? Is it rings within a timetable? How big is that timetable? Because um, again, this one is always debated and I already changed my mind on it like in the middle of talking about it. So again, feel free. Chime in. We'll throw it to break here. I'll do some research on Kobe Bryant on those Spurs rosters and we'll talk a little bit more dynasties because what I did want to ask about and we'll have time to talk about it there was a chance LeBron James and Steph Curry to play together on the Warriors. No. It was uh, with between the owners. It was the ultimate, you know, if shooter's going to shoot, you're going to take the chance. But it was real talks. Steph Curry, LeBron James, the two owners for the Lakers and the Warriors, they're real talks before the trade deadline. Can we get these guys on the same roster? Obviously, no. it didn't happen. It fell through. Uh, but that certainly would have been an opportunity for that dynasty. With that being said, though, we'll go ahead. We'll throw it to break here. We'll have one more segment on the other side. For the Don't Punt Hour. And then, of course, we'll have What's Brewing Chance of Brewington. He'll go from 8 to 9 p.m. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is the Don't Punt Hour on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here is your host, DeMornay Pearson Al. We're back in with Dump Hunt Tower. I am Harrison Arns on the ones and twos back here at the 1040 Ticket Studios. Before we went to break, we were talking dynasties. I got my own head spinning here, as well as the Sardi Hammond text line 402 464 5685, Mississippi Mud Dog. Um, he goes, The Chiefs are a dynasty. I don't even like them, but they are. They've been there for like five or six straight AFC title games and have three Super Bowls. I've come up with my definitions now. I think I, 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 I got my I got mine. Okay, I think what it needs to be. I think you need three championships, minimum, minimum, and it's got to be within a span of five years. Five years span or six? I can even go six. We'll go six year span. You can go five hundred, uh, and at any point you can't be outclassed. You can't go from championship to we're not even making the playoffs this year because the dynasty's got to stay strong throughout the entire thing. And then the other question is, by definition, a dynasty is the number, the quote, if we're going to translate to sports, the number one guy, 
the successor takes part and the dynasty still continues. So does the dynasty consist of the same core or is the dynasty a core that is winning and then a new core comes in to replace it and the dynasty continues in strength? I'm going to start off with what I I think. Uh, I I think in the next two years, they can answer necessarily, is that a dynasty or not? I think by the time it gets to in seven years, you have in seven in 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 seven years, if you have three to four rings and are dominating, uh, I'm 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 cool with it. So Kobe Shaq, uh, 2001, um, and then 02, they get three in a row. Dynasty, three years condensed. How, 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 how are they? How are they the next two years? Uh, out of, how were they the next? Two, how were they the next two years after after that? Because uh, I know they made an appearance in 04, uh, 2003. I don't. We'll get to we'll get to them. We going we going we get yeah. off. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to them because we going. Yeah. I'm gonna put uh, them in there because they got three rings in three years. They were dominant even in those five year span. I'm gonna put those guys dynasty. Well, for I, sure. I'm saying I'm saying in in, in over a, a a period of time mm-hmm. that passes five years. I'm I me personally I'm saying seven. Seven, I'm I'm saying in in a, in a seven year span. This is my definition. I'm not saying this is what everybody else should think. I th- but I think in a span of seven years, um, you know, absolute dominance, at least minimum three rings. If three if rings. you don't got if you don't got three rings on the table, I don't want to hear it. Oh well, we got a ring or two. No, like no. In the seven uh, year period. In a seven year period. Okay. Uh, so they're they're knocking on the door. We'll, we'll 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 see if they if they continue down that path, uh, because that's not that's not that's not a word or a term that you throw around that 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 you want to be made um, easy to obtain. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some level of difficulty, and the difficulty in that is the length of period of the time of how of how long you can sustain it. So I think seven, if you sustain dominance seven years, you get three four rings. In a seven-year period, that's hard to argue with. You that's can't. Right. You like I can't. I can't. I can't say anything. And that's not to say, okay, the other years, were you in the Super Bowl? Did you lose it? Did you get to the AFC Championship? Like you know, so there's other things that come with that. Okay, they may have not won the Super Bowl, but they got an AFC Championship out of it. They got five. They got five to seven AFC Championships to go along with that. Like that. That's a period of of dominance. Um, yeah. and that and that's just what it is for me. Now, as far as a core or a, does a new core um d- determine that? Uh I feel like it, there has to be a a a few core players that 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 are there. Yeah, and this this text right here, I want to say this this is a good summary, and this is kind of talking about how do you want to break down the definition? Unknown texture four four two four. Put your name in it. What's that? So tell them to put their name in it. Stop doing yeah. that alone. Four four two four. Put your name next to it. We did have Mississippi Mundog earlier, Hayden earlier, but we got a couple unknown texters. You want to put your name in there? I'll update it. But four four two four. They sum it up great. A debate is the debate is rings or complete body of work over a sustained amount of time. And he gives some examples. Um, he says Troy Aikman, Cowboys dynasty, three rings. Joe Montana, 49ers dynasty, four rings. Terry Bradshaw, Steelers. Four rings, Tom Brady, New England, six plus one with Tampa, 
Patrick Mahomes, who knows how long, plus three but, rings. But what? But was Tampa a dynasty though? He won one ring, so that's just so that's like an individual. Yeah, that's where like, that's like more individual dynasty kind of towards. And this is where again it gets confusing because I think you just have to scrap the actual def- definition of a dynasty yeah. because it's not about the successor. It's that core group of individuals and how do they continue to look on um, in further years? Is there because I don't think I've ever. I'm blanking on a team. Think of a dynasty that had a backup replace the number one guy because no one came in there and replaced Jordan. The dynasty, except for Jordan, he just came back. And that's how the dynasty restarted. Jordan came back. So I think it's got to be the same core guys. Or or at least like, you know, three or four in football, like, you know, uh, maybe six, four to six core guys, you know, your quarterback or, you know, your stars on defense yeah. or something like that. Like your, your faces of your organization that have stayed there for majority of their career or have only been with that team majority of their career. So like, like Kelsey and Mahomes, that's kind of the core. Could have been they're, Tyree Hill. They're, they're knocking on the door. Like I said, give mm-hmm. them another two years. Um, you know, if they put another Super Bowl in on that or two more Super Bowls in that, like you can't, you can't deny it. Uh, they're not like I said. I, I think two more years, and then you kind of reevaluate. Um, you know that that question. Um, because it's he's still he's he's in he's in his prime. Like you know he, he he's 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 still coming from not necessarily from the beginning of it because I think he's only been in the league what seven years himself. Yeah, I mean same draft where Trubisky. Yep, Trubisky draft. Bears could have got him, and they got Trubisky instead. So yeah, seven. Yeah, so he's. I, I would say two two years. I would say uh, two years because you 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 take one of the years away because his first year he set. So really six. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't really play his first year. He took. He took over. He's behind Alex Smith. He, he took over his second year. So I I would say give him another two years, and then you can kind of like really debate that and put things to rest. To where there's no gray area. It's either black or white. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's crazy, but you're kind of seeing it now, especially the timeline. If you're trying to compare him to Tom Brady, he is hitting a point where he's starting to get a little bit stride for stride. And this was a big year for him. So the time will tell. Uh, but, dude, we want to shout out Big Country 4424. That's your guy. So shout out Big Country for joining yeah, in on this show. And uh, it's just going to be crazy to watch the Chiefs because, again, this was kind of quoted as a down year for the Chiefs, and they go out and win the whole damn thing. So the Chiefs, possibly as we talked about it, a dynasty going forward. Time will tell. But don't go anywhere. That's going to wrap it up for the Dump Punt Hour. What's Brewing with Chance of Brewington up next? We'll talk to you in a little bit.